Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Inside Music. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is great to be with you again. There's a returning guest on the show this week, the one and only Tyler Bryant of Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, whose new record, Pressure, arrives on October 16th. Now, Tyler is no stranger to the world of music. He's been working like a dog for the past decade, and he has no plans to slow down anytime soon. When the pandemic hit, rather than put his career on hold, Tyler got in his home studio and kept writing. He kept working on songs to help define this moment, to help us get through this moment, to help us process everything that's happening. And today, we're going to talk about those efforts. But before we get there, I need to tell you a few quick things. This episode of Inside Music is brought to you by They help record labels, publicists, and independent artists share new and unreleased music without fear of piracy. People like Tyler Bryant, Slipknot, Killswitch Engage, Mariah Carey, Bruce Springsteen, and thousands more trust Holix with their new music, and you should too. For more details, visit Holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. When you get there, click on the sign-up button, and your first month of service is absolutely free, courtesy of your friends here at Inside Music. That's Holix. H-A-U-L-I-X.com. I also want to ask that you check out our YouTube. It's called Music Biz. You're going to love it. But right now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Tyler Bryant. So where am I talking to you from today? Are you home in Nashville? Yep, I'm home in Nashville. I'm down in my studio. Um, just been working on stuff for our album release this morning. Yeah, pressure, October 16th. And people will be hearing this probably October 14th, if not a little bit sooner than that. So it's like it, at that point, it's in the final days. People are listening to this with high anticipation, hopefully, for the new record. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> You know, I have to assume, and you please tell me if I'm wrong, that you did not enter 2020 expecting to put out a record this October. I, you know, I I entered 2020 expecting to put out a record. I I thought that it would maybe. I thought we were we were honestly planning on re-releasing Truth and Lies at the start of it. You know, at the start of the year, that was our plan was because we'd recorded five acoustic versions of songs from that album. And, you know, because that record hadn't been out that long. So we were going to sort of re-release it with some B-sides and and continue to tour it. Um, and then whenever the tour, whenever touring went away, it was like, you know what? It's just not that we don't want to keep trying to push this. Let's just make something new. And I mean, obviously, we're still pushing Truth and Lies because it's a great record. But, um, you know, it, we just had to put our energy towards something new and fresh. And the result is a really good record. I, I spent the morning listening to it a few times. I heard it actually, I, I was able to get it like a week ago now. People don't know when we're recording this. It's near the end of September. So I, I've been able to sit with it for a little bit. And I love it. I like the last record a lot, but I feel like this one, you find a really nice balance between like uh, the throwback sound that people often associate you with right. and something that's really exploring new ideas or trying to push things forward. Yeah, totally, man. I, uh, you know, and, and see that that's the thing is I, I love 
you know, all of the old, like the, those old classic rock records. I absolutely love them, but I, I do get really bored whenever I'm, if I'm listening to a band and it just sounds like, you know, a pair of bell bottoms. So it's like, what, what's like, what is new? What, where are we going to take it? And I think that's, you know, that's, a, that's something that I love about being in a band with Caleb and Graham is that they're always trying to stay excited about what they're doing as well. And, you know, we all try to push each other to not just use the same tricks over and over. Are you somebody that's writing all the time or did the majority of this get written after things kind of started to go haywire? I know crazy days is obviously inspired by the current times. That's kind of like the, that's like the first selling point when you hear about this album from a press side, it's like he wrote a song about what's going on right now, but what about the rest of the material? Is this stuff you've been sitting on or is this since March you've worked, written all this? Um, you know, it's kind of a mix of, it's kind of a mix of the two there. I mean, there's a couple songs like, um, that that were just sort of written in the studio, like Hitchhiker, for example, which is more one of the more like bluesy, rootsy tunes. That was written in the studio. Um, you know, I I wrote Like the Old Me right before it. We kind of got going with the record. And um Coastin was written during this it's it's funny, dude. Like such a uh such a gnarly time has inspired more positivity in the songwriting process for me. That's where songs like Crazy Days or Coastin you know, come into play because I think it's, you know, me trying to use music for, for that thing that I know it does, which is make me feel good and hopefully make other people feel good. Um, there, there are a few songs like pressure or holding my breath. That's that seem like they would have been written during the pandemic, (laughs) but they weren't, they were written ahead of time because, because it, you know, guess what people been struggling for a long time <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know it, you know we i mean i think Pres- caleb and i started writing pressure just because we were like damn like it sucks being broke or you know we were just we were just talking about like we have to figure out how to to keep doing this keep making rock and roll and and i think uh you know that song was written a long time ago it was at a time where we weren't we weren't on the road a lot and uh and we kind of we resurrected it because we felt like the lyrics made even more sense to us now they they sort of morphed into something different so that's and then and then we ended up calling the record pressure just because i think that the whole world is just feeling it right now i i mean i can't i can't disagree with you i do want to touch on hold my breath because I, in, especially in the initial listens of the album like that's the first song that like really grabbed me where I was like, to me, that's the first big highlight to me. Obviously crazy days. I get the reason to push it as the first single hold my breath though. There is, there's this really tasty groove to it. And I love the way that when the chorus kicks in, instead of going bigger and bigger, you almost like lay back into the riff in a way. And that structure really, that stands out to me so much more than if it just exploded every time you got to the hook. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really do like that song. You know, that was, um, that was I got a text message from Graham one day and and uh for those for those listening who don't know us Graham is the is the guitarist in the band and uh he is also a a pretty good drummer he's gotten I I you know a year ago I would have said Graham is a frustrated drummer but Graham's gotten pretty good at the drums and uh mm-hmm. and so he he's been you know coming up with ideas and he'll 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 basically just come up with a groove and record it and then put a riff on it and he texted me that and said, Hey, I, I came up with this. What do you think? And I wrote that chorus. Um, 
pretty pretty quickly and it, you know it was inspired i think melodically to me it, it seems like it's inspired by chris cornell who was one of our heroes and um that song just kind of it, it felt like it wrote itself and it was another one of those ones that the deeper we got into 2020 the the lyrics just started going hey come on listen to me check me out i'm sitting here it was just in the pile it wasn't even on my list of songs to consider for the album and Graham and Caleb brought it up and there the rest is history. And here we are talking about it now. So kudos to them. <laughs> they picked yeah. the right song. Um, and that track on the album is followed, I think immediately by the, the big ballad, like the old me, which again, feels like a song. And maybe this is just the way the world is right now is that it's a song where it, it feels very of the time. But if you had released it any other year, it would be like, this is a really good ballad. But right now you're like, ah, this this is like a, a a searching for something that we feel like we've lost, and the, yeah, well, it's so it funny feels very it was, Yeah, it was <laughs> written before. It was written before, but you know that's the cool thing. Uh, I think, you know, I the thing I love about like my favorite songwriters is when I'm listening to them. There's enough holes in the lyrics, you know, they're not laying the story out so defined that I can't fit my own story into it, and. You know, it's a that's sort of the thing that I want to aspire to be as a songwriter is someone that can that can write a song that will, you know, have different shapes during its life. And like whenever Like the Old Me was written, it wasn't it wasn't written for or about, you know, the things that we're all going through right now. But it it is it is cool how it has morphed. Like even for me, you know, the the writer of the song, I listen to it and I feel differently than I did whenever I wrote it. So I, I'm 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 really proud of that tune, and you know it's it's I think over the last couple of albums it's it's been a a process and a of discover discovery really that we can actually be vulnerable in music and it doesn't have to be loud and bombastic and you know shredding guitar solos in your face all the time and, <laughs> and I'm re- I'm really uh, glad to have a moment like that like a breather on the album. It does come at the perfect at the perfect juncture because it is pretty go 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 up until that point, and it is it is a breather, but it also it seems to fit the flow, especially following a track like "Hold My Breath," where you're you're kind of getting thematically into the same idea in a way, just like you know, hold now, yeah, finding yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because there that the the theme was was discussed and. <laughs> multiple times throughout the process and whenever we started sequencing the album um for those who actually want to listen to the album in its entirety you know it it starts off with pressure which is just like okay cool the the lid is off and everything is exploding out <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and um you know it goes through all of these sort of different feelings and then it ends with coasting which is just like a message of hope really so I'm I'm really proud of it. Well, you should be, sir. Let me ask you. I've talked to a lot of people recently that have albums coming out this fall or singles coming out and I find this really interesting dichotomy between creative people where some were like March hit, road was canceled, overcome that hurdle and then they're like just creatively driven just churning out new ideas, getting in the studio and working and there are other people who you know, might have a studio at their disposal, but have just been banging their head against a wall trying to like come up with ideas during this time. So what's it been like creatively for you outside of just making this record? Like how, how are you feeling in general creatively? Oh man. I mean, it's, I have, I've had moments. I've, you know, I, I always go through 
through phases of I'm writing, I'm not writing, I'm writing, I'm not writing. But the the phases of not writing, they really don't last that long for me because I, I think I probably have a, it, this maybe isn't the healthiest way to be, but I, I do put a lot of my self-worth into my last song, you know, whatever it was, it, whether anyone's heard it or not, you know, it's like the song I can send to, you know, the five people that I trust the most and say like, hey, listen to this or a song that I feel that I feel is like doing it for me. Um, so I, I've been writing a ton. I've, you know, I think this, this process was really inspiring for me because it inspired me to this sort of deck out my home studio, which has then led to, I got to make a record with my wife's band. I got to engineer a record for them. And then I just finished making a gospel album with an artist that I can't discuss yet, but it's, it's, it's like there, I've just been trying to keep different irons in the fire because it's, I think right now for artists, especially people who are used to being on the road all the time, um, you kind of got to learn to pivot, you know? And I, and I've, I've definitely had, moments of of struggling with that because it's you just you just it's different so but yeah I've um I've just been living in my studio and and then whenever I start banging my head against the wall I go mow the yard or something you know and don't don't think about music (laughs) I I understand that we built uh we built a nice closet studio where I'm calling you from right now at my place for the same reason where it's like, I have all this time on my hands, I guess we'll take the budget that we were going to spend on traveling to see people and do things to building a studio that we can work out of. And now I, now I find myself sometimes I, I'll just go to the studio to do one thing and then I'll sit in there for six hours because I just now I, this is my new comfort place. Cause I can't go out into the world of music. Just, totally. Just, totally. This is my, well, new yeah, I, I've, spent, <laughs> I've spent the entire morning. Basically we, we filmed our album release show two days ago. So we've, we pre-filmed the show and, um, you know, it's going to come out on, on release day. And, but it's like just even to put on a show, it's going, I'm going, cool. I have about two weeks worth of video editing in front of me to just (laughs) do one show. It's just different, but you know, it's, it's flexing whatever creative muscles I can flex right now, I suppose. Absolutely. And and I'm glad you brought up the idea of streaming because I was going to ask you about doing that. That is the thing right now to do the the do the live stream show. And I know people go back and forth about whether they love the true live event. I don't think a lot of fans realize that some of the, the really high production ones are pre-filmed just because of how well they're executed. But I think the I think the pre-record and mix it yourself or mix it, have it really mixed is the best way to go because I've watched a few high production value live streams that don't have the mixing nailed down. And when it comes to the live stream experience, the sound is like everything. Yeah, totally. And then we've, we've, wa- we've been watching cause you know, we, the shakedown has been dormant all year. I mean, we've been mm-hmm. working kind of, you know, behind the scenes on all of these different, putting these pieces together, but we haven't done a, a full band show this year and it's mm-hmm. September. Wow. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, we, we, there's a, there's a service that we found that they, the audio quality, it doesn't matter if the fan is, if they're streaming at three, you know, 360 or 480, whatever, the audio quality stays the same. And so that's prioritized. And, you know, we had, we had the guy that normally mixes our live show, mix the audio, you know, so he's been feeding me mixes. I've been, we had just these, you know, kill this killer team come out and film it. And, you know, we, we rented lights and, you know, basically just we're going to 
provide a really cool show experience and then basically just be hanging out in the chat with our fans to discuss mm -hmm. it, you know? And I think it, I think it'll be cool, but just a lot of the live streams that when the, when the audio quality sucks, it's like, what's the point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Where did you film at your studio at home or somewhere else? No, we, um, <clears throat> there's a photographer in Nashville named Robbie Klein who has this, this amazing uh, photography studio and it's, it's just a big, a big concrete room. It was big enough for us to, to rent lights and, and set up a, basically a shakedown show. And we took all of our road gear and, 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 you know, just, we recorded it and it's, it's going to be really, really cool. That's so. great. I, I've watched a lot of really, I've watched a lot of them recently as a, as a member of the media, you start getting emails lately at least because the fall seems to have a lot more of these events going on where people will be like, do you want us to put you on the list for the live stream event? Like they're trying to recreate that excitement. And then it's just me with my dog <laughs> sitting in, sitting so in my office being like, yeah, this is really cool. But I've seen some really good ones, especially the Nat. I don't know what it is about. I mean, it's, it's Nashville is what it is, but the artists that are based around Nashville tend to really nail making it something special. Like I watched the the Need to Breathe one recently, which they filmed in Nashville in advance. And it was so crazy, even though they just used a recording studio to do it. And yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's the way to go, man. How are you guys going to put it out there? Is it, is it a, is it a pay event? Is it going to be a free event? What's how, how are we going to see it? Yeah, it's going to be a paid event. Um, it's going to be on our web. We're going to release it on our website. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with we, we're going to team up with a with a company, and and that that sort of does that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just I'm just getting it done, and then our our management will figure it out. But we'll post about it on all of our socials, and and I, I think it's going to be really cool because the the company that we're teaming up with, they do this. I actually watched uh, my wife's band, Larkin Poe, did did theirs last night, and it was sort of the inspiration because they do. VIP meet and greets with the fans they do. You can get on there with chat, you know, so the people who are involved in making the record will be able to be on there if our fans want to ask questions. Um, you know, it's just stuff like that. And I think it's going to be a cool experience for our fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is going to be a paid event just because unlike, you know, the old days where we could actually go out and get paid to play a show, we're, we're having to shell out a lot of money to put on one show. You know, and we're and we're not cutting costs. We're we're trying to make it a really nice experience for our fans. And um, mm. and some, you know, it's like this is the album release, and we we put so much into the album. So why not put everything into the show? And also, this is the first show um, where there will be a new bass player with the shakedown because you know Noah Denny, our, our bass player, left the band in in February you know, after seven or eight years and it, you know, everything we're, we're on great terms. He and I've been hanging out <laughs> every other day because we're pretty much neighbors. So, but it, it's, it's just been a time of transition and which is why we haven't been doing live streams. We've just kind of been getting everything worked out that way. Whenever we, whenever we strike, we can strike hard. Mm. Yeah. I, I heard about the Larkin Poe one cause they did it at the Brooklyn bowl, right? Yeah, well, that was their first one, I think. Um, but they did, they did another one where they just they they filmed it at a rehearsal studio, and I actually liked that one even better because the Brooklyn Bowl was was a live thing, and it was really it was really good. But I think you know whenever you have an artist like or artists like Larkin Poe who have a very strong creative vision, the more control that they have, mm -hmm. I think the better the better it is. So that they're the one that they premiered yesterday was really amazing, just because they. They saw it through to the end. 
I'll have to I'll have to check it out. I I remembered the Brooklyn Bowl bit because I saw the Jason Isbell stream that they did there too. It's so weird that that venue has only is only known for the live streams that they've done since they didn't get a chance to open. I know, I know. <laughs> I actually got to bowl there because I went, and so it was like it's pretty cool to have the whole Brooklyn Bowl to to ourselves. You know, bowl a couple games. <laughs> Literally one of like the first hundred people to get to bowl there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this uh, I'm I'm excited for people to hear pressure. I think it's something that always strikes me as curious about your career is that you seem to be speeding up with time. Like the distance between albums is definitely shrinking. You know, one year between these two, I think it was two between the two before that, and then like four before the one before that. Do you feel like you've got a lot of forward momentum going right now? Totally, totally. And I think especially for you know, you know, kind of what we're all what we're all dealing with. I, th- I think that's but that's one of the things I love about the shakedown is we're always like, cool, what, you know, that door slammed in our face. Cool. We're used to that. Let's rock. Let's do, what can we do? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 there's been a momentum gathered with every, with every release that we've, that we've put out. And I think we're just going to keep building it. You know, it's always been about building it grassroots for us, you know, um, mm-hmm. because we're, we've never been the band that that's gotten a ton of radio love. We've never been the band that's, you know, there, there's a lot of sort of, uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, just things that haven't happened for us. But the thing that has happened for us has been, we, we've been able to go out on the road, mm-hmm. put on, put on a, a, a good live show and, and gain fans who will come back and who will be loyal. And um, I think right now it's just, we're just focused on continuing to, to grow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, before I let you go, I was going to ask you about that. I I, oft, I often think of Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown as as a live band, a band that if you if you're trying to tell somebody about them, you always say like you got to see them live because that's when you fully yeah. get it. So, what's it been like trying to figure out how to market a record like Pressure in a time when you can't go out and just you know show the people what they're getting? So how, how is the, how is adjusting to the non road life of music promotion been? Oh man, I mean it's it's been okay i you know i've been doing so much video editing you know because i mean like when we when we released crazy days for example that everyone was locked down so we couldn't go and film a music video there was like stuff like that so essentially it's like cool let's get let's get final cut let's figure it out let's you know (laughs) that kind of thing so i've i've just spent you know all of the like all of the graphics all of the videos that's all like caleb the drummer's been learning photoshop i've been doing all the videos graham's been you know handling stuff you know so we've all just kind of picked up picked up the slack you know and i think that's and i'm not complaining about it i actually like being able to be super hands-on it's nice to have the the time to to work on that stuff and try to you know make something that's cohesive with the album but yeah man i mean it's just we're just trying to find new ways to to reach our reach our audience Mm. Well, I think you have the perfect record to do it with, man. It's a great mix of old and new. There's a little bit of something for everybody, and you never lose sight of of that blues core that has always kind of defined your sound. So I love it. I think people are going to love it as well, and I thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Hey, man, it's great to talk to you. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll I'll see you next time we're in Grand Rapids, I hope.